It's because you're wearing that track jacket. We can't take it off. Oh, you naked. It's laid under there. Because I can't take it off. Slime. Are we ready? Mic check, ready to go. All of us sound good? I think so. All ready to go. Excellent. Okay. Cool. Well, okay. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Sir Harry. H.B. Taylor. Sir Harry Jr. Um, we have uh, a, a nice consort of ladies in here tonight. Ladies, would you introduce yourselves? We have LA here. Well, I can't. Well, you might want to get a little closer to the mic, though. Move that. Okay, get personal with this thing. <laughs> get oh real personal God. with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is LA. I can't hear her. No. You still can't hear me? No. Can you hear us? Talk a little more. Can you hear me no, now? Not at all. Can you, can you hear me now? Sam said yes. Go ahead. Can you hear me We're now? Good. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. You all done? You all set? Mm-hmm. Nah. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's not right, well, recording. So. This is Mimi. Um, Bridget Toothpick. My Instagram and my Snapchat. Come holla at me. Check me out. Whatever. Oh, she wants to get talked to. Chosen. <laughs> this is a Menzi back again. Uh, y'all know me by now. We're all family, so yeah. What's going on, guys? Okay. Oops. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about today? And I have a, a nice consortium of things I, I feel are really need to be talked about, but. Um, it's been a stressful week. I mean, I know. Pretty stressful. I, I didn't realize how traumatized I was till like this weekend. Like, I don't even mm. know how I made it into work, yo. People left me alone, like, all the way through. Really? I mean... They, they mm. needed to. Yeah. I was traumatized. I couldn't even... Couldn't even couldn't even talk? What day was it? I didn't the, want to. The, the day, was it Thursday when um, Shalandra got killed? Or when the news broke for him? Because Wednesday was when the news broke for Alton. Alton. I think yeah, it was Alton the was the next day. So, and it was the exact next day. Yeah, so, like, Thursday was a pretty shitty day for me all around. Definitely. Like, mm. it, I don't know. It's just, like... Waking up when Alton, it's like, damn, this is fucked up. But then not like not even 24 hours after you see it again. And it's like, I didn't realize that it was going to affect me so bad until I got to work. And I'm walking around the office and like all my coworkers is walking around like nothing's going on. And I'm like, why are you guys so unbothered? Like, right. yeah, everybody, like I'm, I swear, I'm just looking around I'm like, yo, I look like shit, like visibly. Like I'm not talking to anybody. I have nowhere to say. Nobody took the time to say, hey, um. You look a little down today. What's going on? Nobody said nothing. My black coworker is the only guy that came up to me and was like, oh, I noticed that you're looking a little bad. You know, what's up? And I'm like, well, they're killing our brothers everywhere, so I don't right. know. I ain't got nothing to be happy about. And he was like, yeah, you know, I feel you, but this is what they're going to do to us. They're going to make us come to work and, and keep us going like we usually go because they're they conditioning us to not think about what's going on. They want us to keep, oh, yeah, do your work, do your job, you know, come to work, do what you're supposed to do, get your work done. So to distract you from what's really going on. I'm right. like, that's, that's that's nice. Like, I'm telling you, everybody in my office was just walking around like nothing was going on. I said, all right, cool. Well, some people in those cases don't even know what to say to other people. Like, I had I had one other black girl I work with, and we just text all day. Like, oh, you good? Like, mm-hmm. How you doing? And then I had this one coworker who works directly across from me who was the person, like, we trade jokes all day back and forth. Like, we cross the line, we come back. Mm-hmm. So he was the only person who kind of mentioned it to me. And I was the only person, like, I, I kept it real. I was like, yo, I'm watching this video right now. Don't talk to me. And he was cool with that. And to me, when I first met him, I thought he was racist. So it's amazing how you figure <laughs> out, you know, wh- who people are and what kind of people are. Like, especially on Facebook, everyone's deleting their friends yeah. because they're writing ignorant comments or because they're not posting anything in support of Black Lives Matter. And I haven't really done that yet, but I haven't really gotten a lot of bad comments either. So have y'all deleted anybody? Nope. I haven't deleted anybody, but I've unfollowed a few people just for certain comments that they've made like I saw one person say oh if you guys stopped doing this or that you wouldn't have this reaction but it's just like sometimes the people have been getting killed haven't done anything wrong mm-hmm. right and it's so much excessive force it's just like you know you could shoot to injure to wound you don't have to kill somebody right they stun guns different methods of detaining somebody instead of taking their lives it's, it's crazy yeah and then I saw a video the other day of 
this Caucasian male attacking two police officers, mm-hmm. punching them in the punching face. Them, like they didn't him. pull their weapon out, not even once. The most they did was tase him, and he like whooped their asses. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even, I'm not even gonna. He beat the shit out of these. Was this officers. before or after? Um, I, the two the two murders. I saw the video after the two murders, but hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure it happened before the two murders. So was this before or after the cops got killed in Dallas? I'm I'm sure it was before sure, the before. cops got killed as well. Okay. So, oh, speaking of that, by the way, yeah. by the way, I I forgot to say this. I mean, for one, um, my coworkers, like you said, much like your coworkers, Amenzi, were completely oblivious to what was going on in the, the rest of the country. And, you know, didn't really seem to care about what was going on. Um, but uh, my manager, who actually doesn't like, isn't in the same building as me anymore, she uh, called me on uh, Friday and asked me if I was okay, asked me how everything is going. I asked her, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's like, oh, I saw the news. And, you know, as a, you know, a person of African-American descent, I was like, well, I'm African-American, but okay. Um uh, how do you how are you feeling right now? Are you okay? Is everything going going well for you? I was like, well, I'm working, like you want me to. I'm here, and I'm not talking to anybody about it because this is not the appropriate place for I feel like mm-hmm. for me to voice my opinion on it. I'm surrounded by people who don't look like me. Oh, she was on the phone with you. Oh yeah, she was on the oh, phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand why you didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't really feel like it was an appropriate time for me to talk about it, especially not with her because mm-hmm. you know. You don't have that kind of relationship in the first place. But you don't appreciate the gesture in a way, or it, it just, no? It was insulting to me. You, you, oh, you found it insulting. Yeah. Okay. I find it insulting one because the, for the the majority of the time I speak to her is her telling me that I'm doing something wrong. So for her to then call and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" Mostly it would be like, "Oh, I appreciate you now looking out for me, asking how I'm doing," but. Just the 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 vibe I was getting seemed to be a little bit off putting. It wasn't it wasn't like you know I care about how you really feel. It's just I want to make sure you don't like you know blow everybody up or something like that oh, or go okay, off. Okay, so okay. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then what was it on? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday, um, I know a lot of police officers in the city of Boston. And I was informed yesterday that, you know, they weren't allowed to comment on anything or, you know, uh, feel any type of way about, you know, either any of the situations, like the police getting killed or the two murders that happened, um, Philando, Brown, Philando, me, Philando Castile and uh, Alden Sterling. So they weren't allowed to comment on any of that. And then this whole Blue Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement thing that that's going on, that's insulting to me. It's, I mean, it's it's always been insulting from the get-go, the... The de- deflecting from the Black Lives Matter to the All Lives Matter to the brown, whatever they've done and taken and ran with it, it's all insulting as far as I'm concerned. But mm. I mean, <laughs> it got worse today though. It did because I got a I got a phone call from the um, I guess from the not the police but like you know the police in support of you know the families that have been killed. Like, oh, would you like to donate money to the families of the the uh, the, the victims? people who got killed in wow. Dallas. I said, what? The police officer. The police. I was like, nah, get out of here. I'm done. Like, was, oh. like wow. for real? Okay, cool. That's how it really goes. I mean, I'm not in support of any innocent person getting killed. No, so of course not. I'm not, not going to sit there and say that those police officers getting killed was the right thing. But was I shocked that it eventually happened? Hell no. Nope. Not at all. Like, I remember one of my friends called me she was like oh i didn't see you make a comment about the police officers getting killed i'm like i didn't know you were expecting one i don't have one uh if anybody didn't see this coming then you're ignorant do i do i agree with it no because but unfortunately what are we supposed to do when all these officers commit these crimes they're like put into a witness protection program damn near like they won't they they won't release their names their information nothing like so we can't even go after the actual person who did it they they prevent it from happening so you go on paid I, leave. Yeah. But they still protect yeah. their identities course, and make it yeah, so that yeah. nobody can find this officer. Right. Because right. there would be backlash. I think if we knew every <coughs> single officer and where to find them, that has, somebody would have done something by now to like... Violently. Uh, a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been gone. So the fact mm-hmm. that they're still here says a lot. So I wasn't shocked to see that somebody retaliated. And unfortunately, yes, they were innocent cops that got killed, but so were the, all the black people that were getting killed by these right. police officers. So. Right, right. 
people just deflecting towards this blue lives. I saw an interesting meme today that was like, um, "Blue lives matter is different because it's an occupation." No, this is, this was a good meme. It was like you can't compare it to Black Lives Matter because um, being an officer is an occupation. You chose to be an officer. Mm-hmm. You don't have the option of choosing our skin color. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was definitely deep. That and, actually makes a lot of sense. All right. And I was like, exactly. People don't understand that, you know. And I'm sorry, getting hurt is an occupational hazard for a police officer. Okay, so right. <laughs> I don't know what anything. When you start day one, you have insurance upon insurance upon insurance. Oh, I have a friend who's a cop, and he had like three or four insurances on his first day, and I was like, wow, you just started, like street beat cop. Hmm. But you know, you never know. What else is going on with y'all? Well, I this was a downer. It, it's a it's bit of a downer, heavy. and I, I, I think it's great that we're all. I guess we have to be supportive of each other. Like in in the wake of all this stuff, like a lot of my friends, a lot of people that are like maybe not my close friends, but extended friends, like reached out. Like everybody seemed to like come together and just like let it be known. Like, look, we might not have support from the people we think we need support from, but we got support from each other. And I think that's what we have to keep going. We have to keep the positive vibes. We have to, like, we all we got at the at the end of the day. So all of us, we got to support each other. Like, I'm, I was out here just praying for everybody. I'm like, anybody that knows me, that's associated with me, like, I was over here dropping, like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, because I don't know. It's like, it's terrible to feel like I could wake up and have to hear about somebody I know, like, this happening to somebody I know. Like, that is really starting to bother me now. And I feel like it's, Maybe I'm wrong for, for feeling this way, but I feel comfortable with the fact that we reside in Massachusetts and we're from Massachusetts. I feel like that stuff, for it to start happening here, that will show me that really the world is about to end. I feel like it has happened here. I was going to say, she has, LA has an interesting story uh-huh. about someone that she oh, really? knows I went through. Please, Please share, share. Because I, mm-hmm. I was unaware. Yeah. My yeah. friend Dorothy, I want to give out her full information, but her brother was killed by the Lynn police. Hmm. And he was shot 10 times, unarmed, and she's been getting the runaround about evidence, getting his belongings returned to her, um, the whole situation, they're not giving him any details on why he was even followed to get arrested. I feel like that whole situation, knowing that you can call the police that many times, trying to figure out where's the gun, where's his phone, where's his clothes, and not have a returned or get forward to other police departments. It's just like, what's really happening here, and what do we have to do? To make sure this doesn't happen again. How long ago was this? This was towards the end of January. Oh, so it was recently. Wow. I didn't hear anything about this. Hmm. Another sweep under the rug. Yo, I'm telling you, that's crazy. Definitely took under the rug. Four police officers fired 10 shots. Mm-hmm. And he was where, like, what is, where was he? Like, what, they followed him in a car? Like, what? Oh, he was um, walking or? I'm not sure all the details oh, well, of it. I'm sure they're not sharing the details of and, it. <laughs> Who knows what's, I feel like what's posted isn't true, or it's like they'll speak about past instances where he was arrested before, or his brother mm-hmm. being in jail, they make him look Typical. bad. Of course. Mm-hmm. Typical. Just to dim down the situation. It's just like, it doesn't matter what someone else in his family did, it's what he did, or mm-hmm. what he was doing wrong, and it was like, is it really justified to kill him for what he did do? And I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. It rarely is. I-, I can't stand when they do that. Like when they post the mugshots of the criminal record of this person, like, when they got killed, they weren't, if they weren't doing anything illegal, then why why is there a question of what he has done in the past? Like, if, if a black man literally gets killed for being a black man, it doesn't matter if he was a criminal. Like, that shit is so annoying. And the people really use that to justify why they got killed. Well, I'm sorry, he might have robbed a bank two years ago, but he wasn't robbing a bank when he got killed, so there's no... There's no ugh. correlation. And also with that, why does it take so many shots? Like, why does it shoot somebody ten times to get them to stop or to get them to kneel or to arrest <laughs> them? Like, it takes one I'm bullet to slow sure somebody one, down. One bullet is enough, right? You don't even need a bullet. Like, ten shots or like four shots to the chest, stuff like that is like. They're really not supposed to shoot people like, in the chest. You should be supposed to, you know, they teach you to shoot them in the arm, right, and the leg. But this, this, this fear factor takes over. It's not, it's True. not part of their proper training mm-hmm. to to shoot somebody in the chest. Or in the head, like that's those crazy. are kill shots. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Those are not to like to stop you from coming at them. So you know, it's it gets us more instinctive, and they um, 
an indication of underlying insecurities. I mean, it's psychologically fear. speaking, yeah, it's just fear, hands down. Like the police officers that are put in place to protect and serve, and to be put in the line of fire to protect and serve everybody else, are afraid to lose their lives. But who's the question? Who are they there to protect, and who are they there to serve? Who are they there protecting? I mean, at this point, it's themselves. If they get so afraid that they have to kill another individual who they're supposed to be detaining mm-hmm. because you think this person is a threat to your life, well, mm-hmm. your job is a threat to your life. Like, even if right. you're not a police officer, us walking around every day, there are threats to our lives. Without We drive cars, we are threatening our lives by getting behind the, the wheel of car. Like, it just, ha- naturally that stuff's going to happen. But as a police officer, you take that oath, like, you're aware of the occupational hazards of your job. Definitely. So, I don't, there's no, there's no excuse, like... <laughs> There's no excuse that even if somebody is literally coming to attack you, to kill you, you are trained to not have to have to take it there. But they do. And they're doing it in situations where are so unwarranted. So uh, they're just afraid. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it begins. Like, they got to go all the way back to the beginning. Like, I think that they, there's so much more focus on the physical aspect of being a cop in the police academies because I had somebody who was training to be a state trooper and he's told me he was like they don't do too much with like the psychological, the psychological aspect of mm-hmm. it like what do they make you take like one written test or something like that or like like a couple psych exams but then they make these guys run miles mm-hmm. and do all this weightlifting and all this it's like they're training these dudes to be savages and animals and the women too but they're not looking at their mental capacity and their mental state mm-hmm. what do you feel like needs to be done so that situations like this won't happen again it seems more like it needs to be a change needs to be more um you know uh political i don't want to call it political but you know legislation it's not it's not a matter of yeah that's what needs to to happen because you know i I think i I find it really interesting that you know um police officers are not allowed to talk about it a lot of um, people that i know local officials are not allowed to state their own their own personal opinion people on television but um, I did see a um, a post that Carmel Anthony shared, and his opinion, you know, he, he called out other athletes mm-hmm. and was saying that, you know, we need to stand up and we need to, you know, make our voices heard because, you know, a lot of people look up to them and, you know, they have to, you know, stop thinking about, oh, like, what, am I, what kind of money am I going to lose? Mm-hmm. What endorsements am I going to lose? Because I'm going to speak on, you know, and share my opinion on this. Right. And... I think that because there are so many people that you know are quote unquote regular, and you know their their voices are not loud, by using a, an avenue of someone who does have a louder voice, like you know like Carmel Anthony or you know a Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, uh, Serena Williams, like those kind of people, if they were to you know make their voices heard, then perhaps you know someone would actually start listening. But you never know; it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's unfortunate that we have to have these conversations. And, and like, we literally just had this conversation in the last episode. And right. this was before any of these killings happened, ha- were happening. And we were, like, like pleading with everybody, all our listeners, to, like, stay woke and be woke. And then, boom, after we tell you this, two killings. Boom, boom. Like, this is this was the point. That was the point of all of that. Like, we weren't just talking for nothing. And if this doesn't prove to you guys that what we were saying last last week or whenever we recorded isn't some real shit, then maybe you guys understand now. I'm just tired of having these conversations. It's crazy. We sh- like, like, I'm just tired of having these conversations. They're too heavy. You can't even live your life. Like, You can't even be happy just no. being you. They want to make you feel like you can't be happy because you're black. You're not supposed to be happy because you're black. You're not allowed to be happy because you're black. It's too much, man. Huh. I just saw a video the other day. I can't remember who the speaker was, but it was a Caucasian woman, and she had an audience of about, like, 500 people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Mm. She's like, if any, she was like, how many people in the audience want to be treated how blacks are treated? Raise your hand. No one raised their hand. hand. She said happily, and everybody was like, (laughs) she's like, maybe you guys understand my question. How many of you in the audience want to be treated how black people are treated? No one put their hand up. Yeah. Which means they know, Mm -hmm. they're very aware of of how black people get treated. Yeah, they're aware, but see, that's that's the thing, you know. Awareness and caring are two different things. They're that's very, true. very different. That is actually that video you're referring to, is from a uh, 2014 
a speech and it was reiterated um, this past week or so or whenever probably when you saw it because it's relevant and it's prevalent at this time and, and actually I found something last night I was at home and I was just watching TV and hairspray came on I'm not sure if you guys have, have mm-hmm. seen that but I think it, it wasn't it wasn't on television by accident you know the whole idea of you know inequality in this country, how black people were treated around, I think it was based in like the 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah, so I, I really didn't feel like that movie was put on television yesterday by accident. It was just the, probably the network's way of trying to appease, you know, the situation in the minds of some people. But I, I find it to be disgraceful that, you know, nobody can actually talk about this uh, in of their own right without, you know, getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They're being silenced. Dying. Like, but they can comment on these Dallas shootings. I can't even watch the news because all I see is coverage for these Dallas shootings. shootings. And I'm course. sorry. I feel like you and Menzi, I feel like Yo. no innocent person should die. But I'm so tired of the amount of coverage on these Dallas shootings these past... I can't even like watch the news. I'm like, yo, you guys keep covering this. And then the Alton Sterling or the Philando um, Castile shooting is like an afterthought. It was like, yeah, you know... That these just Dallas happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were like, well, because of this... This is what happened. And it's like, no, cover it all. If you're going to cover it all, cover it all. Yeah. All lives matter. Gonna... However you want to verse it, you know. And it's like, I can't even watch the news. I'm so sick of seeing. I'm so sick. So sick. Yeah, CNN is like the devil at this point. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. And it's always on. I'm just like, I'm going to get this stuff off my television screen. You're right. I feel like every news channel is doing mm-hmm. it. Like, there's no, like, there's nothing I can watch. Can't watch 2020. Can't watch Channel 5. Can't watch nothing. Nothing. Well, there was a uh, a discussion. I think it was on BET with uh, Charlemagne the God. Oh yeah, and, what now? Yeah, and, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, and um, a gentleman by the name of Samuel White. Uh, some people might know him as Sam Whiteout. Um, and I felt I actually I, I watched some of it. And I felt that it was inappropriate, in the sense that I don't know why they put Sam Whiteout as the spokesperson for white people. For one, he is in a black Greek letter organization, and yes, he's white. But the 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 fact that you feel like you now he's the the proper spokesperson to speak on behalf of all white people was inappropriate because of the fact that you know he has appropriated himself with a lot of black culture, and you know he, as you know, um, a Caucasian male, I mean he has some perspective on it, but his perspective is of a small minority group of people that might feel the way he does. Because I know for a fact there are thousands of other people that feel very differently than he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do appreciate the attempt, but I feel like, you know, uh, I, I feel like they put it in in the wrong context, in the wrong, you know, point of view. So. But do you, like, do you think that, I mean, of course there were going to be other Caucasian individuals probably would have been willing to to do it, but would it have been as easy? Do you think to find somebody else like somebody like Sam is going to be somebody that's not going to say no to that? In my opinion, so mm-hmm. you get you you know it's easy. It's an easy sell. Well, I know that uh, Sam works for the Huffington Post. I think I think uh, Mark Lamont might do something with them as well. Um, but I mean, I know he's a, he's very outspoken about you know, the idea that you know black people are treated unfairly in this country, and you know you know it's a, he's a good friend of mine, and it makes it makes sense to me why he would do it, but the fact that they you know he didn't he didn't, like they they put him in on the spot, but the fact that you know, that 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 his position is taken as how all white people should think. Oh, that's how, okay. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Like well. You have one person's opinion of this and you're asking him to have a dialogue with Mark Lamont Hill and, you know, what now? And that, that, that just, it was cool because like, oh, I get to see my boy on TV again and he's talking and everything with one of my professors from Morehouse, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's so much so that I, I I didn't feel like we were getting the, the full range of what, what people are thinking uh, on these matters. And they, they, I could look at, I could look at the audience that was there and tell that people had their own opinions on it as well, and they weren't all good. Hmm. So, it's just something I was thinking about at the time. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's important that the conversations are happening at all. Um, 
I personally would like to see more individuals with these larger platforms speaking up. And for me, the celebrities speaking, like Carmelo making his statement, it's, you know, good job, congratulations. Anybody else making statements, I know some of them are, but they have the means to do more than just make these statements. So that's, that's kind of what I would like to see. Like, en enough of the talking. We know you can talk. I know you can speak English. I know you can tweet. Talk is cheap. I'm, I'm very aware that you can do that. But I know you can do a lot more than that. So that that like and you don't even have to talk like after you do your your action you don't even have to speak to show people oh look what i did there's so many people that are here that are doing things that that nobody even knows that they did because it's not about oh look at what i did so i can get my recognition just go ahead and do it right so i mean that's that's what i would like to see because i know if i was somebody that had more of the financial resources, connections, like some a lot of these celebrities, I would be doing a lot more. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. But, yeah. I don't like the fact that we're all down, guys. Like, I know. We, it's, it's, so it's, heavy. it's just a serious, I mean, I it's think a it's serious a serious time. situation. Oh so, I'm not, I'm not down. It's just, I feel like this is uh, something that needs to be discussed. And it's not something we can just brush over i'm not right. not not in terms of i'm sad i mean i'm i have you know certain feelings on the matters but uh you know for the sense of you know being professional and you know even though i know this is supposed to be unfiltered i'm telling you how i really feel and hard hitting and everything but <laughs> it's it's not it's not necessarily you know i'm gonna start like ranting about how angry i am about all of this it's i am angry but i mean I, maybe i'm not expressing it as much as you know, people would expect because I'm supposed to be really colorful. And, no, I think you know, it's important to be angry, but be able to express yourself without having to come through spitting and spitting fire, right? And all mm -hmm. that. Like, I think that's the best part of being able to have a conversation, be able to t articulate yourself, right. saying this is how I feel without trying to put hands on somebody or coming across mm -hmm. abrasive. So. Lord knows that's easy. It's very easy. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, easy. that's pure raw emotion. That's why it's so easy. Mm. I do have a question for you guys. I, I would like to get your opinion on it. I have a, a friend. Obviously, as all this stuff was happening, we were having dialogues in the various group chats that I'm in. And uh, one of my friends made a statement where he believes that um, our generation has um, gone soft, per se, compared to how uh, people our age and uh, just everyone in general behaved back in the days during the civil rights movement and all that stuff how people were more willing to just jump in the line of of fire to fight for freedom and whatnot and you know and how now we are just more likely to go out and march and talk and chant and protest but we don't do anything more so in his mind it's like we're softer and i i don't know i, I would just like to get you guys do you agree do you think that we as a as a people are softer now than we were back in the days of the civil rights era or there's two sides to that first side is our generation is what um the millennial generation mm -hmm. it's a huge generation people that were born at the beginning of the generation are completely different people that were born towards the end of the generation so it's hard to group us together even though people do marketing purposes whatever purposes mm -hmm. also what people need to realize about his historical facts is that it took years for by people to strike back mm -hmm. there were plenty of marches there were plenty of protests there were plenty of people saying okay we're gonna boycott this we're not gonna do that mm -hmm. and then if you look in history you see the the marching martin luther king to the 60s the panthers really came into place in effect 70s and 80s it takes time i'm, I'm a firm believer in history repeating itself mm -hmm. and yes we're marching now we're doing stuff right now but best believe the house is going to be on fire soon we're not going to be able to keep marching eventually mm -hmm. we're going to fight back Right. I don't think it's that we've gotten softer. I think the times are different. Mm, the times are different for us, but the story is still the same. Mm -hmm. So I feel like history is going to repeat itself. I feel like violence is going to happen. Well, it's already happening now. It's already happening. Right. Yeah. Got there. I definitely feel like it's going to come into play very soon. I think that the generation is split. That That's what I think. Because we are not completely organized, you know, we don't have the same viewpoint. Some people care about this stuff more than others do mm -hmm. that you know indecisiveness is what's you know uh, you know allowing all of this to go on and nothing to change because we don't 
really all want to hear about this. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm just going to turn turn the TV off and turn the radio off. Right. I'm just not going to pay attention to the noise. Right. I'm just going to live my life and live for me and just not care about what's going on in the rest of the country, let alone the rest of the world. So, I mean, if something, unless something is happening to them, there's a lot of people who just don't care mm-hmm. and it's just going to keep going on. I mean, we live in Boston and this stuff has happened in what? Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Dallas, Texas. Where, where was the Flanda? Minnesota. Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. That's, those are miles away from here. So it's, it's, it's easy for a lot of people, especially I know in the city of Boston, maybe in other places as well, to just say, oh, that's not where I'm at. I'm not there. That's not happening where I'm from. So it doesn't really affect me. That's fear. People are scared. So. And ignorance. And choosing to, you're like, you're willingly choosing to be ignorant. Yeah. Um, I think, I feel like fear breeds ignorance. You don't want to deal with it because it's not happening to you until it happens to you. Like the longer it becomes acceptable to react the same way, the longer it's going to happen. And I feel like one thing that really does need to happen is take away the pay leave for these officers. I feel like they should not right. they have to get that. Yeah, this, uh, this pay leave thing. Like, oh, you killed some people. But, you know, we're just going to we're gonna let you keep getting money and just you're not going to do any work right. until we've decided to figure out how we're going to sweep this under the rug. Take a vacation. Yeah, all basically. All and we'll pay you for it. Right. For, kill for killing someone. For killing someone. <laughs> Here's a vacation for killing someone. Like, wow. Yeah, I definitely feel like the punishment is not... Um, strong enough because these officers continue to uh, do these things without any fear of repercussion. So, um, Well, there are no repercussions. You've seen this happen. This happened all last summer. It did. It's happened now, and I don't remember any of those cops being indicted, of them losing their jobs. Yeah. Nothing happening to any of them whatsoever. I saw a meme of of all the, like, the list of all the people that were killed and the resulting... Yeah, uh, verdicts, and it was all just nobody, non-conviction, 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 just straight down the board, mm-hmm. non-conviction, and that was a lot of deaths for there to be no conviction. Yep. So, despite video evidence, uh, photographic yeah, yeah. evidence, you would think that this age of technology would be would be doing us a favor, and it's not. Still, I mean, there are still plenty of questions, like uh, you know, this idea. Remember Sandra Bland? Like people forget, like oh, Sandra Bland just killed herself in jail like well i remember the mugshot of sandra bland you know it took the mm-hmm. front-facing mugshot mm-hmm. and when you take a mugshot you're also supposed to take a side profile mm-hmm. they didn't. and they never took one yeah but that seemed pretty weird because you know the way people described it like okay so maybe she never took a mugshot and they just laid her on the floor yeah. and uh you know opened her eyes that was a theory that was a, a strong theory at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I haven't seen that disproven. Theory. That's, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And it was around this time last year when they found, um, when they found them not not guilty for Freddie Gray, right? For um, Sandra Bland. Over Sandra Bland. It was around yeah. this time last year. It's like, you know, history. Every day, every day, every year, every month, something else. That was scary. Facts. I don't know my my opinion on the whole idea of whether our generation is weaker or not. I I don't think we're weaker. I think we've seen um, we're more aware. Thank gosh, because now things are just in our faces, and I think for the most part, all of us are pretty well informed, um, and a lot of us have had the opportunity to go to college, uh, get degrees. Um, a lot of us are now in debt due to these degrees uh, that we went to go face and. You know, we're kind of just trying to find our place in the world. You know, we don't want to be poor. We don't want to be in debt. We want to make use of, of what we went to school for. And we're kind of on this thing where if I did all this, I want to see the fruit of my labor. So we're, we, we work so hard every day to make sure that we're good and we're in a position where we're going to be stable and our future descendants and our family and our future kids and all this stuff is going to be stable. And at the same time, all this other noise is going on in the background. It's like, how do you stop focusing on your stability to potentially throw yourself in the line of fire to fight for like your people mm-hmm. and potentially risk going to jail, potentially risk getting killed? It's like all of that work you did to set yourself up and your family up and all this stuff up. How do you wake up and say, I, I, th- 
this struggle is worth me throwing all this away for. Absolutely. And I think that's what we're struggling with as, as a generation. I know personally I struggle with it because I'm sorry. Like I, it's, it's, it is worth it, but so is my damn life. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. I value my life. I really do. And everything that I've worked for and all the people that are looking to see me be great. So it's, and then to think about it in the fact that, oh, yeah, back in the 60s and they just, they rioted and they marched and they fought and they, they got shot with, you know, dogs sicked on them and water hoses. Well, I don't want that to happen to me. And now they won't even do that. They'll just shoot me. Right. So, like, how do I, how do I wake up and say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support this cause? And also, like I said, being a part of the activist movement is a, is a long-term commitment. So I work 40 hours a damn week at work so I can pay my damn bills. So if I'm really going to fight the power, that means I might have to consider quitting my job. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Sorry. That's a harsh reality. So it's, it's, that's the reality of the thing. Right. So that's what I told my friend. I'm like, I don't think it's, we're soft. I think it's just a tougher decision to make in this day and age to say that I'm going to put my full backing behind this movement. So uh, <laughs> Well, this conversation has reminded me, um, this is uh, November 24, 2014, which is when the Mike Brown verdict was, um, you know, announced. Mm -hmm. And I remember I posted something on, on Instagram, and I have it up here. It says, a system cannot fail those it was never built to protect. Mm -hmm. And that is a quote by W.E.B. Du Bois. And, you know... Although, you know, we haven't heard anything about, you know, um, Alton Sterling or Philando Castile or what's going to happen with any of that. Um, my thoughts are, you know, unfortunately go to history repeating itself that nothing that they like they said there was already, you know, they're already on paid leave mm -hmm. uh, while they investigate, quote unquote, mm -hmm. what's going on. And then the, the whole cycle in and of itself will reproduce itself they'll get a non-conviction and they'll call for you know no justice no peace and people will march and people will be angry and then nothing else will happen and then the next thing will happen and then the next person's name will be up there in a hashtag it's gonna be one after another and unfortunately I'm, I'm sorry to say this but I mean I mean what's gonna happen when one day it does come up here to Boston what are people gonna do then Comes to New York, comes to Philly, comes to Chicago. People get killed in Chicago every day. Multiple. They have mm -hmm. one of the highest crime rates out of all cities. So, I mean, this this whole idea that people are ignoring what's going on, it's not gonna fly, because one day it's gonna come to your doorstep. Then what are you gonna do then? You can't ignore something when it's really in your face. So something has to change, and it has to change now going to be a forced change because it's I mean that goes along the lines of what Amenzi was saying in terms of caught being caught in between going to school and trying to build your life and throwing it all away for a cause that, that's been repeating itself in history for years like for my job I can't get arrested if I get arrested I lose my job so I can't get arrested I'm like I'm like oh I'm gonna go march mom was like you're gonna go march and do what she was like you have your own place you got your student loans, you got bills, you can't go march. You get arrested, that's it for you. And I thought about it, and I was like, damn, she's right. Because if I get arrested, I really just can't work there no, anymore. It's, it's pretty, it's a, like a reality you have to consider. Right. Like, I don't, how am I supposed to, like, this is the, I just told you I was at my job on Thursday having the worst day on earth and nobody seen to notice. How, how am I supposed to explain to them, guys, I got arrested because I went to go fight the power. They're going to look at you like, you could have done that at home, though. <laughs> like, you can I'm, fight the I'm power pretty at sure home. they won't give two fucks. Right. So there's obviously other ways you can, you know, you can support the movement. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, um, of course. Which I definitely I have and I do plan to participate in. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it's more effective when you're physically and mentally attached to it. You know, when you can actually do things. It's hard, you know. Everything's numbers. All right, guys. Well, I mean, this is a, a great conversation. I think we should continue it. However, I mean, I don't feel like we, we've given a proper introduction to our newest member, Ellie, over here. Absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love calling you Ellie. I love it. So please, please, lovely lady, tell us about yourself a little bit. 
Tell us what's going on with you. Alright, well, my name is Leslie Ann. Everyone calls me LA. I am a poet, spoken word artist, and I just got into acrylic painting a couple months ago. Um, Jamaican and Trini. Mm. Bump a shot. <laughs> so I grew up in Boston my entire life. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> what you're going to do for the site and how to check you for out the site. Mm -hmm. um, Well, for the site, my main focus right now is to get more people interested in the art events that are happening in Boston. I feel like not enough of the youth are well-rounded and not mm -hmm. into it as much. And I feel like art is a beautiful thing. And I feel like people would not be as angry if they knew how to express themselves. Mm -hmm. And art is one of the best ways I feel like to express yourself, even if it's writing poetry, drawing, any of that, it's a release. Like, we need more of, more of that. There's so many events people don't know about. I just want to get all that out there. Good. Well, no. Welcome. Thank Glad you. to have you. <laughs> so, ladies, I have a quick question for you. Um, what? I don't know. I, I was trying to tell yeah, I was. I just smiled at him. All I did was smile. Right. Go ahead. So, um, I'm composed. Go ahead. Do what you gotta do. If if you could change one thing about what's going on right now, um, what what do you feel like you know is the most important change that that needs to happen to to make the the biggest impact? What what is it you feel like can be done? At least locally. At least locally. Yeah. Considering all of this. Mm -hmm. question because there's multiple things that need to be done you can only choose like one thing well i mean start somewhere choose start with what, what you feel like you know when at it, least one of those things that you feel like needs to be done when it comes to, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. when it comes to um i feel like protecting the black population like police officers need more, more training in the field in terms of how to injure not kill and like once they do that or they know they'll suffer certain repercussions mm -hmm. if they do wrong then they'll take it more seriously and they won't try to hurt and kill people but it's like right now with like i was saying earlier with them getting paid leave if i knew i was getting paid leave i wouldn't care as much about what i'm doing wrong right. you know in any situation it's like this is serious we need to make sure that they take it as seriously and even now in boston mm -hmm. i think i was reading that the last um, couple sets of police officers that have been hired, it's like 80% white men. Not a lot of black men are getting hired. I feel like we need more black male officers, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to protecting black males. But do you feel like they can do anything just because they're black? Because, you know, there are plenty uh, of black not cops. not necessarily that they're black. You can always be racist against your own kind, but I feel like black men feel more comfortable if a black officer approaches them than if it's a white male officer. Mm. You feel more comfortable? I definitely I felt more comfortable. I've asked people about this as well, and they said that when it, whenever it's a white officer and they see everything that's happening in the media, it's just like they're a little bit more scared because like, they don't know what's happening. And I know a lot of black officers, and I know how they respond. Sometimes they'll let you get away if it's a small issue. You know, but you know you can get away from that. They'll give you a break. Like, you know, you're young. You made a mistake. You know, they'll talk to you about it. They won't just automatically arrest you, send you off to jail. That's true. I feel like to add on to that, um, definitely bring on more minorities into um, policing. But also, I feel like it should be a requirement for policemen to do community service in terms of the areas that they're going to be working in. Because when you get out of the academy, they assign you certain areas. Um, obviously, you're set in certain different cities. But I feel like once you get to know the people in your community, it makes not only your job easier, but the relations are way better. Mm -hmm. You know Alton Sterling isn't this person who's just out here hustling trying to do stuff illegally you know he's the person that's cool with the shop mm. owner who's you know he stands on this corner every day like you know him so you know to go to him and be like Alton come on go home like it wouldn't even have to result into killing him so I do feel like there has to be more um, community service in working with the police only because there's people that I know who are policemen and they know people in their neighborhoods and it makes it makes you add value to the life that you work for every day. You know, just looking at someone being like, oh, he's a criminal. Even if this person has an extensive rap sheet, if you know him, you know his family, 
then you know this person's a good person. He's just making bad decisions. Let me go see if I can help him. Try to find a way to help him. So that's what I feel is the first step towards changing something. Um, I agree with both points made, but for me, I would like to see, I guess, more of the organization between us as um, black people. And I feel like if we are a united front, we will be more of a force to be reckoned with. So I would like to see uh, more concern. There's a lot of people who I still feel like are pretty unconcerned with what's going on. Um, and just because it's not at your doorstep or it didn't affect you personally doesn't mean you should be you shouldn't be concerned. So that's what I would like to see. I think awareness awareness is a is a big thing for me. The fact that both Amenzi and I have had this situation in which our coworkers have no idea what's going on um, is is a bit disconcerting to me. I don't know why. Uh, if I see this on the news every day, how come no one else has seen this? Because I don't even watch the news like that. So, but you, for some reason, I'm the only one that sees this. So, I feel like either people are seeing it and not saying something, or they're just, you know, want to completely shut themselves out to it. And I think that um, if we're going to get anywhere with this, we have to actually be able to, like I said, have a conversation, not just amongst ourselves but with people who, you know, are on the side, the other side of the spectrum and, you know, not necessarily in terms of hate, but, you know, because I feel like, you know, hating each other is not going to solve anything and just anger is not going to create, you know, understanding. But if we're going to make any progress with this, I mean, we have to be able to, to break this down and to get people to be more understanding. I don't want to, I don't want to spread the whole idea of like, oh, like, Make love, not war. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's... I really feel like at some point in time, if, if it hasn't already started, it's going to be another civil war if nothing changes. So oh we have... We have... <laughs> we have uh, I'm not ready for that at all. No. no. You're not. Nor am I. I mean... I was like, I'll tell my friends the other day, I'm like, yo, if it comes down to that, I hope everybody's prepared for the fact that a Menzi is not going to die. So if I'm not dying, and everybody's getting killed, so that that means who's getting killed? Everybody else but me. So I, if I was um, on the opposite side, if you if you're not on the Menzies team, I'd be pretty damn afraid. If I was you, because I ain't dying. I ain't going out like that. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be like, <laughs> okay. I All right. Die. It's like you see me not. Like, I will never <laughs> die. Like, if that's what it's gonna down. come to. You better be on my team. Uh, Menzies is the Terminator. Say, I'm not dying. Uh, okay. There's no way in hell. I will not lose my life. So, this is the Hunger Games. All I'm gonna say. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I know right. this house to hide out now. I ain't done. <laughs> it's not gonna die. Like nah, son. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no dying, babe. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I feel like we should switch gears. Yeah, that's um, important. Because you know the conversation is important, but. I want everybody out there to know that we still have to stay up one way or another. So, yeah. um, and part of our wonderful It's Lit podcast charm is that we can always find a way to laugh at ourselves and laugh at things and make jokes and lighten up the mood. So, hmm, let's see, what can we switch gears to? Anybody have anything? Harry, what's that smile? For? I know. <laughs> you looked at him and I saw you smile and I was like, Harry must be making a face right now. Oh, I didn't even look at him yet. I feel like that means you have something to, to share with No, us. I don't. You don't? Uh, what I, no, actually, no, let me talk about this. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Since since you want to bring that part of my personality out again. Let's, let's talk. It. Let's talk. I have a, I have a, a concern. Okay. And that's what this is. You know, you always say that the conversation goes back to this. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. I know. likes this topic, too. Don't let her front I know. like that. She goes this topic. Stop it. <laughs> So I want to know. I want to know why, out of out of nowhere, people don't know how to mind their business, because <laughs> I, I keep hearing that that like people are talking smack, and I don't even know you. So can can you explain maybe from a woman's perspective, because I don't have that perspective? Can you tell me why women feel it necessary to? start problems when there are none listen 
first of all, if you're a woman scorned, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell hath no fury. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So mm-hmm. they're obviously gonna. Sh- it's always it's about that. Oh girl, I used to talk to him. Even if y'all never talked, just because she's scorned, she's gonna spread your business to the next woman. Mm-hmm. Who eventually is going to spread your business to the next mm-hmm. woman. Who eventually is going to spread your business to guess who? The, the next, next woman. Bad <laughs> money. So and it's come on, like. You have a city like Boston. Boston uh, is a small place. You have to learn early on to keep to yourself. I don't do nothing. My, I mean, the Nigerian community in, in when I was younger was so big that my mom taught us early on. She was like, keep to yourself. Don't tell anybody anything. When someone asks you how's this going, you say, fine. Always keep to yourself mm-hmm. just because the Nigerian community was so big. So I took that. So big or small? So big. Well, not your, I'm sorry. It was so small. You're small. right. Okay. It's so small that everybody knew each other. You're right. Okay. I'm sorry. So um, I took that knowledge and applied it to everything. I was know. smart. You have to. And like, you have to understand. I'm sorry. People love to talk. That's just people. I'm not going to say women either because I know some men who will chirp it up just like mm-hmm. the best chirp, of them. Chirp, 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 chirp. So, pillow talk. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Pillow talking. Um, and... I think it it comes from a lot of different places. People just like other people to know that they got the information. Like half mm. the time, people will tell you something you didn't even ask. You didn't All care the time. to know. <laughs> no, you didn't ask no questions. And somebody you'll just make like for example, if I go outside and I mention that I did a podcast with Harry. I bet you anything. If somebody has something to say, they'd be like, "Oh, Harrison." That's exactly what happens. And it'll be like, "Did I ask for that?" I don't think I asked you for that. But I think it's important to go back to that person and say, "Hey." I mean, I'll go back to Harry and be like, I think you should watch yourself around such and such because such and such don't like you too much. I would, I would well, come back to you. I, mean, yeah. I would just tell you what's being said about you. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, this is not even exactly about me because this has happened not only to me, it's happened to other people that I right. know, people have been talking about them. And I've had people come up to me and, and tell me things about other people that I never asked you about. Like, right. what are yeah. you talking about? Mm-hmm. Why are we having this conversation? Right. It's inappropriate. Right. Sometimes like, you make me feel awkward. Short. Like, yeah. you know what? I don't feel comfortable talking about this. That's I don't need true. to know that. People keep talking. Sometimes I'm just Yo, like, oh, okay. And that's nice. They're like, no, but did you hear this? Yo, yeah, that's no. okay. Straight, no, right? but did you hear this? They'll oh. keep on, like, because they want to get a reaction out of you because they know that you know the person, know of that person. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep, like, I have physically men and women in my life who will keep doing that. And I'm like, yo, don't you got anything else to do? Or just don't answer it. That's the reason why I have red receipts on on my mm. phone. So you can Ooh. see I read your shit. And it's <laughs> not on my phone reply. I'm tired of you talking shit. You saw it at 8.13 p.m., right? Okay, so that's exactly where it's going to stay at. Mm. Keep talking to yourself. For real. It's necessary. You got to let people know, like, all right, you're not getting what I'm telling you, so just, just sit here while I move. And people just, like, digging for information. You never know what their motives are. Sometimes I feel like if somebody likes you they're gonna go out and try to find some information about you yeah people do their digging people do their research people do their homework which i agree you should do to an extent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like to an extent you know there's there's a level where you should stop um and unfortunately people are going to be very willing to disclose this information so it goes back to what mimi said do your best to keep your shit on lock well i i've yeah, I've met uh, a number of Petty LaBelles in the past couple of weeks, especially after the the sex podcast. <laughs> and Famous, you were famous after that. Oh, I bet. So, I mean, <laughs> I... I the, how, much, how, much, uh, how much what? How much attention did you get off of that? Honestly. What kind of attention are you referring Just to? Just any kind. I want to know, like, what was the, what's the statistics? What's the numbers looking like? DMs, text messages, phone calls. Uh, I, I didn't get any phone calls. I got a number of comments... In my uh, my DMs, mm-hmm. they weren't all positive. Mm. Some of them were, you know, a little disrespectful, to be honest with you. Really? Like, oh, Can you have some examples. I'll give you an example. Sure. So there was this one example. You know, I put the the podcast on my uh, Instagram, and I put it on my Twitter and my Facebook, and you know, I got a a message from a young lady who was saying, "Oh, like that podcast was so moving. I just." I was just I was feeling everything about it. I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That makes no that makes no difference. Like she wasn't coming at me like, oh, I want you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe a day or so later, I got a direct message from her boyfriend. Yeah, and I mean, he was like, why are you talking to my girl? Stop. 
Why you got my girl trying to get at you? Like, yo, like, what kind of a guy are you? I was like, I don't even know you. Come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know you like that. He was probably jealous. He wanted. I don't know. What? No, it was like it was it was in terms of this because you know my page is open because I mean I'm not trying to. You know, keep it private because I'm gonna, you know, keep my life really private. I'm a, I'm a promoter, so right. I have to, you know, keep that page available for people to see. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously that means you can still DM people, and then now they have this the part where you can accept or deny yeah. the DMs. But I was like, whatever, let me see what this is. Right. So I read it, I saw what he had to say, and I was like, bro, like, get your girl. I don't know her. We're not having a conversation. Why don't you read it? I said, I literally said to her, I was like, listen, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed our conversation. Um, I hope you continue to listen. I wasn't like, yo, what's good? Yeah, let me holla at you. What's really good with you, ma? She should have slapped him. Sorry. I mean, that's that's, that's their business. That is their business. But you don't, we don't know what she said to him to make probably make him. Well, that that, that could be what that's that's the part I don't hear. Something. But he could have read. He could have just looked since he messaged him since he saw it on his girl's phone. He could have just been like he could just read what the conversation was between. Harry and the girl, and then saw it. He said, "Thank you for listening. I appreciate your feedback." Both of them crazy. I tried to keep it very professional. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, we went in on the podcast, and I, I left a lot left to be said on on that wasn't said, but I, I didn't feel like I stepped out of bounds in any way, and I said how I felt, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's not really how you are in real life." I was like, "Who told you that?" And someone was saying like, "Yeah, you're like really conservative." You seem really nice. I'm like, mm, I don't know you. you don't know really who I am. <laughs> like, come on, bro. People who really know me, if you ask, if you ask Sam, Sam will completely agree. Like, yeah, this is who Harrison is every day. Savagery every day. Like, I mean, I will say like, yeah, I'm a savage. I know, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hold punches. I don't hold punches. But at the same time, you know, I have respect for people. I'm not gonna be like, oh. She's a bitch. Like, oh, I'm trying to fuck her. I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk like that. That's not. That's not how I was raised, and that's not the kind of person I want to be. But you know, I keep my personal business personal. Mm-hmm. And you know, for someone to come at me like that, like, yeah, you're trying to smash my girl. I was like, nah. I respect your relationship. I'm. I'm hopefully you guys work this out because mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with me. Right. That's ridiculous, though. So I'm getting older. I shouldn't that's be getting older. Now you want you wanted to hear you want to hear you wanted to hear ones. You wanna hear ones that was like, Yeah, what's yeah. good with you? How many girls? How many girls in your DMs, you mean? That's what I'm Yeah, I'm not for. telling you that facts. I mean, everybody got a lot of feedback on that episode. It was good. People got it to experience who we really were behind the website, so yeah, and Mendy does not look. And Mendy wants me to tell you. You want to hear how much she how much not. juice did you get off of that? Yo, you got you got mad followers off that, I right? No, nah, you wanted to see nah, how people was on. The story that I was expecting to hear, and I'm like mad that that. I got a lot of anger. Like, I, I wish you not because I wish you got more positive. I did. I did get. I got. got I got a lot of positive, but you know that stood out to me because a lot of the positive wasn't even sexually positive. It was just like. Oh, yeah. when I mean sexually positive, I mean like, oh yeah, I want you. I mean like, I'm talking about I got a lot of positive. Like, oh yeah, that that episode was was lit. Right. That episode like mm-hmm. really got things going. I really liked that one. Right. I think that one was one of the more popular ones that we've done. Yeah. Wasn't it? It got a lot more um, listens. That. Yeah. That's hilarious. That was a hilarious episode. Like, I'm sorry if I if you can't if you. If, I listen to our podcast and I die. And I was he- I'm was i here recording them and I listen to them after and I'm like, oh, these things are amazing. Right. right. I, <laughs> I, 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 was I literally do this, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, we did this. I was like, this conversation was, was flames for sure. It was. I agree. It was fun. I enjoyed doing it. And I wanted to do another one. Yeah, we need to do a part two. Are you? I think we will, but you know. Especially because LA's here. Gotta, um, I can't miss this one. L.A. Yeah. Confidential. Yeah. You're just so annoying. Y'all already thought us yet. We'll do another one, but you know, we gotta, you know, we don't just want to give them everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Nah, I'm not no, for that. Just give, them, an... just give them everything all at once, you know? Yeah. It'll come in due time, people. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. Are we done here? It's been real? You got no time? Let's wrap it up. I think we should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a few more minutes.
five minutes yeah. with people. So, you know. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, Harry. I apologize it's cool. For you know what? Because I, I, it stood out to me because I didn't expect that to come out of right. out of the whole podcast. Because I really don't. <laughs> I really respect relationships. And for someone to say, like, oh, you're disrespecting my relationship by trying to talk to my girl. I was like, bro, if I wanted to take your girl, this would be a different conversation. Okay, then. I wouldn't say it. No, 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 chill. <laughs> like, for real. Like, <laughs> like it would be a completely different conversation. No, but I, I, I respect relationships. I mean, right. there have been plenty of situations where I felt like I was dating a girl and she either cheated on me or we stopped talking because there was no trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from that, those experiences, I've learned that, you know, for me, it's important to... You know, if someone is in a relationship, then I leave that alone. Like, okay, good for you. I hope you guys are happy together. Uh, work that out. But for someone to come at me like, hey, like you're trying to talk to my girl. You about to fight? Like, yo, you're mad, Rufus. I was like, first of all, I don't know you. You're right. Okay. Second of all, I could whoop your ass. Ooh. So let's not do this. Ooh, that's what I like to hear. I bet you do. Yeah, she's a savage. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here talking about I'm the Terminator. I'm not going <laughs> to die. You called me the Terminator. <laughs> I was letting y'all know I ain't dying. That's what I'm, I'm not going to die. Everyone else is going to die. Survive. I'm a survivor. I'm, don't let me start singing. I All right. It's funny I'm thinking back shit. and she really said it back to back. Like, I'm not going to die. I'm not, like, no, I'm not going to die. Like, I'm not going to die. Eyes open. Said it back to back, and I was Yo, like, "Oh, she means this that." This shit is serious. Though. That's why I said it. I, I want to make that there's no confusion. I, I'm, I'm, I won't. She's still saying it. Now. <laughs> I'm ready for the clapping. It's like I'm not gonna What's die. Not gonna happen. Is. Not gonna be me. It's gonna be y'all. Yo, all day, every day, well, one day. This is real shit. <laughs> when it's all said and done, and the dust clears. I will be the victor. <laughs> Everybody else dead but me. Everybody gonna die. I told you it's the Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen in the room. Again. Yo, for real, for real. Yo, that's some shit though. What if this shit end up like the Hunger Games, dog? This shit, oh, it just might be. Yo, that shit's gonna be crazy. I'm from District 12. Represent. <laughs> Stupid. Anyways, I got good feedback on that episode. I'm sure um, you did. There was a few people who um, were attracted to some people on that podcast. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say any names. Um, Sam got the juice. All right. We're just gonna lie on the podcast, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a slight towards Sam, everybody. That was for Harry trying to lie. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great podcast part two, you know. We, I, I think I think it should come sooner than later. I just want everybody to experience it. Next time we gotta have more people. I still yeah, have questions. Uh, I still get questions. Excellent. Good. I was like, just part. Awesome. Awesome. She gets right all the questions. I do, cause girls like to ask me stuff. That's great. So do you guys have too. a set of questions that you have like the audience ask, and then you answer it during. We try. Yeah, I have I have it because of my articles. Mm-hmm. People ask me questions. And I'm like, you know what? We're gonna do a podcast on. It. Check it out. All your all the questions are going to be answered there instead of responding person to person individually. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened the last time. I still have questions from yeah, that we time. Didn't, we didn't. We wasn't. We couldn't get to every question. It was. Uh, it was a heated discussion. Heated. Got hot in the room. Very. It did. It did get. It, it seriously got hot. <laughs> Walls <laughs> dripping. <laughs> I don't know about that. It was hot. Nah, mm-hmm. it was out of here. I was drinking, wasn't it? What were you drinking? We Hennessy. Oh, hey. Henny thinking happened. And it did happen. That That's what it was. That's why I was so free to talk. Everybody was lit. Blame it on the Henny. Thank you very much. All right. So, I think it's time we wrap this up. Ladies. Say one more time what's going on with you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Dope. I'm glad that you was able to come. It was it was dope. Everybody should put out their social media handles and whatever they want. LA definitely should. We've we've done this so many times. Yeah. Right. Ladies first. <laughs> Alright, well my Instagram is L A underscore the poet. You're gonna follow me on there. I have my other um Twitter Facebook links and my poetry page on there. So Roger that. Contact me. 
All right, well, legit too thick is me, 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 legit the number two, legit the number two thick um, on Instagram and on Snapchat. I'm trying to warm up to Twitter. I don't know if I can, but haul at me on there and everybody stay woke. Please. Support your community. Give everybody else a hug. Mm-hmm. Support each other. Do what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a Menzi. Uh, Instagram is Mema, M-E-H underscore, M-E-H underscore the best way to get in contact with me uh there's facebook as well um and snapchat but i'm stingy with the snap so i I guess if i know you i'll follow you if if i don't (laughs) all right well this is uh sir harry jr s-i-r underscore h-a-r-r-y-j-r uh that's on instagram and snapchat i actually started using snapchat more so yeah it's fun i've had a fun weekend yeah he's always turned but um yeah hopefully you guys enjoy this talk as much as i did yeah everybody go to the website check us out check all our information it's litboston.com as sam would say (laughs) all right we're over and out peace Sam does not help to nothing. What'd you say you